The F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the promo code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. We're also brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast's tailor-made Stealth 2 driver giveaway. Head over to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash driver to enter today before the big drawing on April the 8th. We're also brought to you by Baseball Money is Fake, our fantasy baseball podcast. Join Blake and Ryan three times a week and get all the player breakdowns and statistical data you need to celebrate. Get ready for speed. You just wait, sunshine. You just wait. Get ready for the passion. To whom it may concern you. Get ready for the raw emotion. Si, ragazzi! Grazie, grazie, grazie! Dai, forza Ferrari! Get ready for the F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Now. Here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. It is the F1 Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He, as always, is Cody Zeeb. I am Rod Gomez. We are wrapping up the action from the land of Bluey, Aussie Rules Football, and Kangaroos. Uh, of course, it is the Australian Grand Prix from last weekend. Uh, I mean, listen, Cody, we just wrapped up the NASCAR gambling podcast for uh, our Monday wrap up, our Monday recap show. And if there is a color that I hate to see more than yellow, I don't know. Well, maybe it's red. I think it's red. Yeah, <laughs> it's red. This 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 show is brought to you under caution, <laughs> under safety car and under the red flag. Not only did we see a ton of it in the actual race. But practice and qualifying, and I think they still have a red flag out over the Australian street track over there in uh, in the the Albert Park. I'm still trying to sort out exactly what the hell happened in no this race. No one knows, Cody. No one. If knows. If the FIA knows what they're doing, how they're doing it, when they're going to do it. Oh my goodness, my head was hurting after trying to keep up with everything that was going on and how nobody knew what was happening all at the same time. It was such a crazy just weekend in general. I mean, honestly, like I said, it started in practice. Like it started with all of the spin outs, all of the, the traffic, like those guys couldn't even get proper practice laps in because everybody was in everybody's damn way. I, I've said it before. I get road rage just on the freeway. I don't know how these guys do it when they're going a hundred and some odd miles an hour, right? And and close to what two hundred and sixty kilometers an hour, and they're trying to get a good lap in, and freaking somebody's sitting right in their way in the middle of the track. I don't have the reflexes to dodge them. I'd I'd crash every single time. That's why I'm not an F1 driver. That's why I talk about it on TV. Yeah, that's. I think that's the only reason, really. <laughs> uh, it's insane. Um, all right. Like I said, it was the Australian Grand Prix. Um, we did have another winner. Oh, wait. No, we had the same winner. Uh, <laughs> but we had a winner of this. It race. wasn't as easy this time no, as, it was as not. in the past. And man, I almost just kind of want to walk through this quickly just because of 
how it all unfolded it was so crazy and i i don't know i mean so you, so you get off to the initial race start right and very uncared like so first of all max comes out and qualifies p1 he's fastest in practice oh, okay this is going to be the max show like and then very uncharacteristically like both george russell and lewis hamilton beat him on the start into turn one and it's like holy shit like okay here we go then you know alex albon wrecks you get that that red flag well so they wreck the safety car comes out and then russell and signs up front decide they're gonna pit they're gonna get the fresh tires well then they decide to red flag it well that means everybody else gets to put their tires on but these guys don't get their spots back so that already that seems just uh, i don't know I, I don't know if there's a different way to do that differently but if we're gonna put the red flag out let's put the red flag out. like why are we waiting to decide on a red flag like if we know there's enough parts and shit everywhere that we need to put a red flag out let's just do the red flag why give these guys the chance to pit i don't or give them the spot but i don't know if you give them the spot back i don't know but it just seems i mean just a huge like that cost russell his day like that's it right there like he could have potentially continued to lead had lewis holding off max at least would max have run him down probably likely of course right but maybe not and it just it changes the whole day so you hate to see that for both russell and signs uh then you you know they get back out on the track and max passes lewis starts to run away with it no surprise there right then you have another red flag after kevin magnuson tags the wall uh and then uh, all confused i don't even know what happened after that Rod. <laughs> so listen this race in a nutshell was just everything that americans don't like about <laughs> f1 you know what i'm yeah, saying like pretty much, yeah. this is exactly why it is very difficult for most of the american public to actually wrap their heads around this style of racing because and and listen to be honest with you there's a lot of them that are getting disenfranchised with NASCAR in general because of this sort of chicanery right, right. And, and and honestly what happens is this right you get these cars that are clearly dominant all race long and then something happens and honestly at the end of that race you know here's the thing right caution comes out at the the very end of the race and then they decide whether or not they want to throw this red flag but then they say to themselves, well, there's not enough. We wouldn't get enough laps in, racing laps in, at the end. So let's throw this red flag. And then, of course, at the very, very end of it, they say, well, we'll run the last lap under caution. And it's like, why even one run more lap? Why, if you're not going to get them up to speed, why right. go through the ceremony the yeah, of, of running this final lap under the, the safety car? And so... Now, we'll talk about it in a second, but, I mean, it, it just threw a lot of nastiness into the end. And, of course, that last restart was <laughs> another reason why just right. everything went crazy at the end. Well, and it. then you return the positions. Like, I mean, because Alonzo just gets blasted, right, by signs, and, and he's completely spun out, and there goes his podium. Like, his whole fucking day is ruined. And then they give it back to him, and it's like, what is he? Does anybody even know the rule? Like, what does he? I don't even know if the FIA, I think they're just making shit up as they go along. And we see that from NASCAR a lot of times, too. Like, these governing bodies just don't even know what the fuck they're doing, it seems like. And it's like, oh, yeah, let's do that. No, wait. Uh, uh, what's Twitter look like? Okay, let's do this. Like, it, it's just, 
oh, what a mess. Like, why even, why are we even attempting if, if we're not going to really run many laps? Like, why, why even go through all of that when you've already got them on a red flag? They're already on the car. Just like call the race at that point, I think, especially if you're going to return the positions, like the point of, of going back out there and racing would be for an incident like this to happen and for positions to change. If you're just going to keep it how it was, why go tear the shit up? I, I don't, I didn't really understand that. That whole thing just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess bad taste in my mouth and, and I get, you know, what they can do whatever the hell they want to. Sure. But it just was, I don't know. It, I wasn't pleased with, with how it was run and, and whatever the hell happened at the end there. Yeah. It just, to me, if, if that was going to be it, that should have been it. Like there was no right. reason to go back at it again. Um, or, just, or just run the last something. And, yeah. Pick something and stick with it too. Like yeah. don't do it and then change it and then do it and then, and then change your mind. And then oh, we're just going to keep things how they were like either we're going to go run this and how are they finishes how they finish or don't. I, I, it just, yeah. And then it throw, I mean, that changes things, right? That changes what people bet. And, and, there's a lot of other things that, that go into all this and it just, yeah, not, not very happy with, with all of the chaos and how they just can't seem to pull their head out of their own ass sometimes. Hey, proof positive that F1 doesn't care about you betting public. I'm <laughs> just <laughs> exactly. kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm, I, I hear He's them now. <laughs> oh, Rod, what are you talking about? Shut your mouth. Uh, all right. Well, and then, yeah, we already had that a couple of weeks ago with the whole, uh, Alonzo, gets the podium and then he doesn't and then he does again and then you got some books not paying it out and some books has already paid it and then you got to go fight with them and say well look he, he had it and then for 10 minutes he didn't and then he got it again like jesus christ just give us the finishing positions it's just ridiculous all right speaking of finishing positions let's take a break we'll, we'll get this done now that way we, that way we have the rest of the show to completely complain about the fact that these bets that we that we pit were just uh just incinerated in front there, of us there were some good ones eh, in there. a couple of them were good but <laughs> some of them most of them yeah. for me were yeah. not so all <laughs> right well, <laughs> we'll take a quick break come back and break down the bets as we normally do but before we do, let's tell you about Underdog Fantasy because we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is a fantastic place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy's got your favorite NBA, NHL, and MLB daily games. Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season because it's never too early to get going on your NFL drafts head over to underdogfantasy.com use that promo code sgpn for a 100 deposit bonus up to 100 that's underdogfantasy.com promo code sgpn so if you listen to the nascar gambling podcast you know that at this point in the show i just already wanted to end because i'm so frustrated with the way that all of everything ended up that i just want to go throw things out of the window uh but instead let us press on and talk about more because listen there's no more for three weeks man we're we're in a we're in a lurch for the next few weeks without f1 yeah I know. I ah, man, I hate they do this to us because I. I mean, as much as we just complained about the race, it was still fun. Like <laughs> this was one of the most action-packed F one races. Like yes. I mean, sometimes it does just get you know monotonous with with Max kind of running away and green flag laps. At least we had some drama and some action this time, so I loved it. They tease us with this; it's great. And then we got to wait three more weeks. Like, come on, get us get us some more F one races. I know they've talked about ex expanding the schedule. 
I hope they do. I hope they add continue to add races because uh, I personally want to see more. Even just give it to us every other week or something, so we so we get them a little more often. I would appreciate, but uh, yeah, for now, we'll just have to wait a little bit. We will, uh, but we don't have to wait for the bet recap. So, Cody, why don't you start us off with uh, what our weekend entailed? Yes, I had uh, Valtteri Bottas it was winning group number two uh, at plus five hundred, and uh, he did not. <laughs> <laughs> he ends up in eleventh. It just yeah, it was not wasn't a super great day for him. Uh, he actually started nineteenth. He was the worst qualifying car. Perez did not give his chance to qualify after spinning out early. Uh, and so, yeah, just didn't really look good for Bottas the whole weekend. And, and this race was, or this, this bet just kind of didn't, didn't stand a chance. It was a little bit of a long shot, obviously plus 500, uh, in a decent sized group, but, uh, yeah, it, it really did not stand a chance from, from even before the drop of the, the green flag. Well, and we'll put this into perspective as well. Yes, he finished 11th, but from 13th on, we're all DNFs, and he pretty much found his way, gifted yep. his way into, he backed his way into an 11th <laughs> last, place finish. The last, one of the last surviving uh, uh, drivers on the grid, which was almost good enough for a points finish hey. even to be, to survive the day. Damn near, damn near close to it. Um, but yeah, so that, that wasn't necessarily one that was going to win unless everything broke loose, which it almost did. Uh, all right. My first bet was, uh, Max Verstappen to win practice one. I told you he'd come out and freaking kill practice one, uh, which he did in fact do that. Now he, he didn't necessarily come out and do well in practice two, um, which I, you know, again, I'm not necessarily all that. he finished third in practice two, not like it was that bad. Uh, but he was about six-tenths of a second off of Fernando Alonso, who actually won practice two. But for practice one, I mean, dude came out and laid a 118 right out of the jump. Uh, There's just nothing nothing standing in his way. Lewis Hamilton was four-tenths of a second behind him. Uh, Max did come back and, and beat everybody in practice three. But then again, I told you right off the bat that they were going to want to prove that Max Verstappen was fast. Uh, they came out. They brought him in. Uh, I believe it was on the medium tires, actually, that he laid down this lap on. He didn't even run any soft tires in that first practice, um, and nobody else was doing that either. So he managed to, to be able to get to get into the um, top of that charts and then, of course, went out and won qualifying. Uh, but, yeah, this was not even a question. I just knew you know, right? When you're the alpha dog, you want to come out and assert your dominance right out of the jump, and Red Bull was not going to allow Max to come out and come out with a weak practice one to let everybody think they had a chance now of course as the weekend rolled on teams were like oh we may have a chance to catch this red bull team but at least to begin the weekend they're like well it's a max Verstappen week yeah exactly yeah great call by you always nice to uh and this practice was even on thursday evening for us here in the united states so nice to catch that nice and early uh this next one i think the fia is still deciding on if they're reinstating max winning by more than eight and a half seconds or if they're going to go with the last caution flaw. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, obviously uh, the winning margin of 8.5 seconds did not hit. Uh, I don't know how far of a lead out he really got when he was uh, leading for a bit there, but I'm pretty sure he had a pretty decent sized lead at one point. Um, if things would have continued to go stay green and clean, obviously I think he would have run away with it. But the late cautions, the late red flag uh, obviously hampered his his ability to be able to, to get the eight and a half second lead. Uh, it was plus money at plus 100 again. 
just trying to find more creative ways to, to bet on Max winning without paying for Max winning, right? So he was at one point at least 11 seconds in the lead. Uh, he did have that little slip up on one of the turns that cost him about four seconds. So he dipped down to about seven seconds there at the end, but he did manage to pull back up over eight until that final caution. So, uh, yeah, I mean, at one point, like I said, this was not even in question at all. He was fully in charge. He had a good two or three second cushion over even the eight second cushion that, uh, that it was. Hamilton had nothing for him. There was no, no chance that Hamilton could have caught him under green. And of course we know what happens and the, the and the entire race under the safety car and you're not going to get an eight second lead under the safety car because you know you have to stand at stay at least what was it uh how many meters back i, I think max was already pegging lewis yeah, for that I, yeah exactly i don't remember how many but uh yeah, unfortunately, not enough to, to get you the eight and a half second lead that we needed. Not even close. Um, all right, I had uh, the next bet that was cashing all the way up until the very last restart, and this was Alpine, both drivers in the points, Esteban Alcon and uh, Pierre Gasly. Now, Pierre Gasly actually did end up finishing ninth, which is great. Oh, I'm sorry, he did not finish ninth. I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong... Looking at the, I'm looking at practice three. Um, yeah, they ended up 13th and 14th. 13th and the 14th. The first two DNFs. So. Yeah, and and again, that was up until the very, they were both running inside the top 10 at the very end of that race. They were both in the points. And listen, hats off to um, not just Pierre Gasly, who's running a hell of a race, but for Esteban Alcon to be able to get into enough DRS range to get into it because he was fighting guys like Piastri, Hulkenberg, Guan Yu, like he was getting up through that that pack. And once he finally got himself in the top 10, this bet was cashing. And then, of course, the last caution happened. They both wreck each other at the very end of it. And that was really, that was the wreck that brought out that that last red flag. And that was the, the one that ultimately decided whether or not they were going to finish this. And then, of course, like you said, Alonzo was given his place back. But you don't give the two Alpines their place back because of what happened. It's You run that one more lap. If they wouldn't run that one more lap, both of those guys would have been in the top 10 still. Yep. Yeah. So just, again, on the shitty side of the FIA here, this is a good call by you. They had survived the day and were running well. And again, you just you fall on the bad side of things. Uh, I had Max fastest lap at plus 125. Uh, and then I hedged it with Shaw Leclerc plus 600. He obviously made it about three turns before his day was over. Just a rough day again. And man. Shaw looked uh, pretty quick again. He, he was fifth in, in practice one, so so so. Second in practice two, though, uh, struggled a bit in practice three. He actually was 13th in that one, but uh, and then qualified seventh. So it was again, it was going to be an uphill battle for him, but he, he did show some speed. I had some hope, but uh, obviously he didn't go far, and Max did not get the fastest lap. I, man, I. I have the worst luck with Max Verstappen. It seems like whenever I bet on him to do something, he doesn't do it. If I don't bet on him to do something, he does do it. Maybe from now on, I'll just bet him to win. So maybe some other guys have a chance. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, hey, listen, you weren't on the wrong team as far as the fastest lap right. was concerned. Sergio Perez did get it. Yeah, Checo got yeah. that one. Uh, good for him. And in fact, it's funny because it did, it did sort of go all over the place, right? I mean, it was at one point, Max did have the fastest lap. Then Perez had the fastest lap. Damn, I think Hamilton... Man, that little 
what is it a purple clock or whatever <laughs> that thing moves around so much on the screen <laughs> you're like god can you, you just please go on the guy that i want you to Somebody go on? just lay it down early and then just never leave them yeah no but that that's the thing more. too when you talk about tires and and you know all these strategies they got and then the the red flag when it came out and it gave him a, a free chance to put on these tires so yeah i mean that was the hard it was a hard the medium at first and then the hards was the way to go on that one till the end of course lewis was like I don't like these tires, mate. I, I don't think we're going to do well, mate. I, it's like, all right, Ham, just calm down, Lewis. Calm down. Uh, speaking of him, he did manage to finish on the podium. The biggest bet of the day, actually, for us to hit, well, for me to hit anyways, uh, that was a 4-1 to one for him to finish on the podium. I, I don't understand still, Cody, why this was at 4-1. At to one. I know Mercedes had had their troubles. I know Lewis had had his troubles. But this is a track that he'd been historically good on. This is one where if if he was going to ever, if anybody was going to ever turn it around, it was going to be him. Obviously, we talked about it just at the start. Russell, Hamilton, both up there, both passed Verstappen, right, to start the race out. And you thought, holy cow, this is going to be a Mercedes race. Now, of course, you know, Verstappen probably would have chased him down at some point. But uh, I just, I knew this was never in doubt. The simple fact of the matter that uh, that Hamilton was going to be able to, to jump out it was hamilton starting in third russell starting in second so you put you put those mercedes in the front row it's kind of hard to beat them at that point so i'm glad that hamilton did manage to cash this and look had anything gone funky with with verstappen had a battery had his power units caught on fire like russell's hamilton would have ended up winning this one and we would have been we'd have been even happier yeah absolutely and End of the day, you end up with with three world champions on the podium. Pretty cool to see with Alonzo uh, getting reinstated back to third there at the end. Of course, we already talked about that. But no, this was a great call by you. Great call out on, on there being massive value on this. And Hamilton was top three all day long. It, this was never really in doubt, despite all of the other things that were were constantly changing around him and whatnot. Uh, he, he held on uh, to this one all, all day long. I feel like this is going to be a good boost for him. I mean, he's got a few weeks now to sort of sit on this podium finish, the, to have time to digest the data, to have time to figure out what's going on. There was a lot, of course, and even we sort of touched on it a little bit in, in the week prior about the the DRS advantage right on the, on the Red Bull cars and I don't know that we necessarily, well, obviously we didn't get to see it because, of course, Verstappen was out in front. But Perez got a, a big boost from it as well. He managed to climb his way up through the, the rank as well. So not necessarily uh, all that uh, down on, the, on what they're talking about as far as this, uh, this DRS advantage. So we'll, I, obviously it's going to come from Perez because I don't know that it'll always come from Verstappen. But I, I'm curious to see it in the future. On, on what that means for, for the rest of the field. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, Hamilton was a, a good car all day long. I'm hoping Mercedes takes this this momentum and picks up on it because what we saw this weekend, Cody, like I said, by and large, it was actually good racing. All of the ways that all of this nonsense was handled was a little bit skeptic, but, you know, I like the racing overall for the most part. Yeah, no, the racing was great, and again, a lot of drama, a lot of excitement throughout the day, and Red Bull maybe showed a few cracks in the armor, not not completely invincible. Yes, Max still wins. Yes, Checo drove all the way through the field, starting at the back, and 
survive the chaos and ends up with a good finish and stuff. But it, it wasn't the clear, just you know, Red Bull dominance that we've seen. Maybe making some steps. We saw Mercedes make huge gains at the end of last season. Started out a little bit slow this season, but maybe they're just getting a little bit closer. I don't know if anybody's going to catch Red Bull, but if somebody can, maybe it can be them. Um, so we'll see. I did have Shaw Leclerc to win as the race winner without uh, Max in the field, so basically to finish second to Max. Uh, and uh, we didn't get to see it, right? He, he uh, started seventh and was out of the race by turn three. So just a rough weekend again for Shaw Leclerc. Things have just been rough for him. Things have been rough for Ferrari. Uh, I also had Carlos Sainz to win at 40-1. to 1. I feel like this was actually pretty decent value based on how things were going. Again, he was up there towards the top. He pitted with Russell during that first yellow or safety car, and then it ends up turning to the red flag. He gets sent to the back, but he was all the way back up to fourth at the very last time when they went back out there. He, of course, is the one who uh, wrecked Alonzo, so he ends up going to the back of the the cars that are still running at the end and ends up 12th place. Uh, so just, yeah, again, kind of a messy situation there, but a 40 to one again, we didn't bet on max to win, but we, we knew he was going to win. Right. And that's a majority of the time how it's going to work out. But I think you continue to take these longer shots. This race winner without max, I think is a fun one to keep looking at just because it takes max out of that betting card part of things and allows you to bet on, who can be the next best car. And then you've got to keep sprinkling these long shots where you find value at. And we saw it a couple of weeks ago where you hit Checo, even just at six to one, that was a nice cash week. Other guys are going to win races. Things will happen that won't go Max's way every time. Uh, and so we just got to keep going with it and it's going to hit some weeks. It's not going to hit most weeks. Cause I mean, we can talk about the odds here in a minute, but Barstool already has odds up and Max Verstappen minus 250. Already, it's three weeks until the race and he's already at minus 250 for this next race. So it's just going to be what you're going to continue to see going forward. Absolutely insane. We'll talk about my winners. We got to step away for a quick break. And when we come back, I'll break down my winners and we'll just talk a little more about the last part of this F1 uh, race because we got three weeks to, to lick our chops over the next one. But before we do, Let's tell you about the driver giveaway we got going on because we're brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast. They got their tailor-made driver contest going on. It's completely free to enter, and you have a chance to win an awesome tailor-made driver. The drawing is going to take place on Sunday, April the 8th, so make sure you get into it by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. All right, so you talked about the fact that, uh, you know, betting these without Max Verstappen bets. I really, truly hope that all of these books start to pick up on other creative ways to bet on these races without necessarily having to pick the the winner. Yes, you're absolutely correct in the fact that at some point in this season, Max Verstappen is not going to win. Shock and awe. I get it. I know. It probably doesn't seem like it's humanly possible but Max will not win all of the races on this schedule. We've already seen that, right? I yes. mean, two races into the season, and he already hadn't won one of them. Yeah, he was coming like a bat out of hell, and yes, he finished second, but uh, that was a, just a prime example of how things can go wrong. He's going to have a mechanical issue at some point. He's going to get the, the wrong side of a bump or, or of a 
a safety car red flag deal. I mean, something eventually will not go his way. And that's the day you want to be holding the correct 40 to one or six to one or, or 13 to one or, or whichever ticket you end up picking up. And really all it would have taken was for one of those cars in the front to, to tap into him at the end at that red flag. Right. I mean, it just, all it could have taken was for somebody to take a wrong line and to get into him. So, um, it could happen. Yeah. Well, and I mean, even at the start of the race, like, yes, he started on the pole, but he got off to the slow start. Russell and Lewis both got around him. If somebody else comes up and bumps him, I mean, Shaw wasn't that far back in seventh, and that's what happened to him off the track into the gravel. Boom, his day's over. Like, those things can happen to Max, too. Maybe a little less likely because he's generally going to be starting up front, but things can happen. I mean, yes, he survived and finished second last race before this one. But he had to come all the way through the field. A lot of things can happen during that time. And so, you know, somebody might get him on strategy eventually on a tire call. Think things will happen. He's he's not gonna win every race. We've already seen it. He's he's only two for three. So uh, he's only he's only batting sixty six percent, Rod. Oh geez, he's a Hall of Famer already. And let's not forget <laughs> though, he did complain about his car and that little slip up that cost him about four or five seconds. If that was anything bigger, he would have been in the in the wall as well. I mean that that little yeah. turn that he took was was if you watch the replay on that, it was a twitch that could have cost him um, something more than just you know well, what he and, had. And I mean, despite his superhuman racing ability, he is still a human, and the mistakes still happen. I mean, the slightest mistake for these guys can cost everything in their day, uh, and we've seen it. And that's two races in a row where he's had issues with his car, right? The previous week where he was running second to Checo, Checo, where he never ran him down, he was complaining about a vibration, wasn't happy with his car at the end. Again, some complaints this week about his car. So, And we see that in different forms of racing, right? Sometimes the guys with the best cars complain the most and the loudest just because things aren't exactly perfect. But it does show that there is potential for things to to have issues down the road. I was about to say, I love when the guy that's 11 seconds in the league is like, this car is shit. This, what? This car sucks. <laughs> like, no, Whoa, what could you be it? doing if it was a good car? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, it's really bad out there, Max. I'm sure you're having a hard looks, time doing it. Looks this. pretty rough for you, buddy. <laughs> uh, I can't steer this thing. I don't understand what's going on. Why am I only 11 seconds in the lead? Ah, oh, shut up, Max. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, all right. Well, anyways, I had the field to win at plus 210, which again, in the first four laps, looked like it was going to be great. And then, of course, uh, it didn't really materialize. And then Charles Leclerc at 22 to 1. Boy, that poor guy. At some point, Ferrari will get something figured out. And when they do, I think uh, everybody should be afraid. But that day is not today, unfortunately. And for, uh, for Ferrari, they've got a lot of explaining to do. Uh, I know that Haas was pretty happy. Overall, though, on their day, they actually were not Nico Hulkenberg, man. Let's let's give it up to Nico Hulkenberg. That guy, uh, he made he made Haas look really good uh, over the course of the weekend, and I think that that's a name you probably and we probably should take a pretty good long look at because I think he may actually have something for the rest of this field. He finished seventh in this race and was a strong car all day long in a day where Haas was not necessarily. I mean. Kevin Magnuson finished in 17th. He didn't even finish the race, by the way. And he didn't look all that good overall. But um, I'm taking a good long look from now on at Nico. I want to keep an eye on his practice times. I want to keep an eye on his qualifying times. Because if he continues to run this well again now in his in his reintroduction, 
I think we're in for something with this guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, very impressive run. Uh, we've seen some flashes here and there from these Haas cars. Uh, they seem to have their fair share of ups and downs, but uh, definitely going to be a guy to keep his uh, keep an eye on. Let's also give a, a huge praise out to Oscar Piastri, eighth place, finishing in the points in his hometown race. I think we heard that quite a bit on the broadcast as far as the first Melbourne-born driver to compete in the Australian Grand Prix. And by the way, Cody, I loved that broadcast. I absolutely adored every single bit of that broadcast up until the point where they brought Bluey into the conversation uh, during the uh, during the practice. That was I love that. Yes, absolutely legendary. Yeah, you have to do it right. Hey, listen, man, they they knew where their bread was buttered, but yeah, uh, that that course was gorgeous. Seeing the traffic on the other side of the what love what I thought was amazing was watching normal everyday traffic where they have zero clue that there's an entire F1 race going on, like literally about, I don't know what, I don't know how many kilometers, a hundred feet is, but not far, (laughs) not far away. I was like, this has got, how can you not know that you're driving like 400 feet away from an F1 driver at this point? I'd imagine you can probably feel the the ground a little bit from those cars, but (laughs) yeah, it is crazy to see how close, like just, uh, you know, take it out, out for our Sunday drive here as the, the F1 cars literally race by. Yeah, I mean that's 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 too much fun. So uh, street courses are definitely uh, all the rage, and in fact, uh, I think next week we have another one in Azerbaijan. Uh, that will be not next week. I'm sorry, it'll be the 28th of April. We have to wait almost an entire month for another F1 race, Cody. This is cruel and unusual punishment. It is, uh, yeah. Uh, excited though for the the Baku course, you know I you like to make your comparisons when you look at the circuit. I think this one looks like the Easter egg dipper where you uh, <laughs> stick stick your Easter egg down in the uh, thing. I thought that was kind of fitting for for it being Easter week. Luckily, books are already starting to come out with odds, so uh, we might just have to come back next week and do a little a little preview for the preview for the preview and uh, uh, talk odds. I know Barstool's got got winners odds up. Max Verstappen minus two fifty, Checo at plus four hundred, uh, Carlos Sainz at plus twenty eight hundred. So even now, I mean, I mean, we got you got Sainz at forty to one last week, and the, this time only twenty eight hundred. So even the books may be thinking these guys are are going to have their time eventually. Uh, Lewis Hamilton plus two hundred for a podium finish. Rod again, still it's the value's cut in half from from the plus four hundred last week, but uh, man. That's that. That's a tempting one to maybe even jump on kind of early now, if if you're looking to get a little action in for for a few weeks from now. But uh, hopefully we can come back next week and have a few more options and and kind of talk through uh, what what maybe to expect uh, at the at Baku here. Licking my chops, Hamilton finished one position off of the podium last year here to his teammate George Russell. Russell, that's uh, that's pretty interesting. I love that. Love that early angle. Hey, listen, if you're listening to it now. Go ahead and throw something on that. I don't think it's going to get any any longer. Uh, it, in fact, it could end up getting shorter as the week progresses. So uh, that Hamilton podium finish, I still like it at plus 200. So, Yep, same here. Um, all right, well, hey, I think we're going to have to do something. We can't keep this feed uh, completely dormant for the next three weeks. We'll figure out a way to make this uh, interesting yeah. for you and talk about some, some Azerbaijan as the uh, week progresses. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I think we've got, we got some fun stuff we can do next couple of weeks to keep the, the formula one juices flowing until we, uh, until we get there. Indeed. Well, until then, Cody, why don't you let everybody know where they can keep track of you in the meantime? Yep. Follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at F one gambling pod, and then, uh, jump over in the discord and, uh, man, that, uh, that discord was hopping during the race. I, uh, I unfortunately did not make it awake for the race. I had to DVR watch it in the morning, but uh, I woke up to about 7,000 messages in there, and I was like, oh, boy, I got a lot to catch up on. Truth be told, I, I was up at 10 o'clock in the uh, in the evening here on the West Coast watching it, and then that first red flag happened, and I had to tap out because I was like, yeah, I have a feeling this was not going to wrap up today. So I will, I will just go ahead and join it in progress tomorrow. So shout out to you guys in the Discord that are keeping that channel afloat. God love you guys for being able to do that and uh, having some fun with us. Thankfully, you waited for us to kind of catch back up again. And, uh, and catch up with you. Follow me on Twitter in the meantime at RJ Villagomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's in between media on the NASCAR side of it. We'll be back. We'll be back. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll catch you guys up. We'll talk some more F1 in the meantime. Find some great ways to keep up with you. And in the meantime, let's go racing and let it ride.